Anyway, you ready? Yes. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. singing every single time now, are you? <sighs> to publish Parish Podcast. Ah, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science likes relaxing holidays or action-packed holidays. I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher T. Bag Gibson. Namaste, BA. Namaste, Schmoopy. Oh, that's so lovely. And Cameroon Schumper. What's your name again? <laughs> not that. <laughs> Schumper. And I'm, Cam- not, I'm not Ingo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Cameron Shearer. Uh, good results, Chris, and good reviewers' comments slash editors' comments, Andy. Oh, well, thank very you good. very much. Very good. Good adaptation. Stylized specifically for BA. I like that. Brilliant. Love it. Um, so, guys, do you like holidays that... A relaxing or action-packed Gibbo go? I have kids now, so I want relaxing. You just want to sit back and let it happen. I want a coma. Do you want a swim-up bar? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think that's the ultimate like relaxing holiday moment, isn't it? Swim-up bar? That sounds incredible. At, yeah. re- at, at body temperature? Yep. Salty. Ugh, so, salty water. Nice and salty t- so uh, I can float. Yep. Um, <laughs> And yeah, and simply have a massively long straw that just goes straight into my my maw, and I just um, <laughs> suck on my low calorie alcoholic drink. Well done, well done, Cameron. Uh, What's your holiday like? I can't, well, you can't. Shake I can't the- go after that. <laughs> <laughs> Chris's maw is a maw like what a worm has. Is that? The, it, the, the mouth like a worm. It's That's what a, a, some sort it? of uncivilized beast would have. And that is not me anymore because I'm self-actualized. You are self-actualized. Yes, we heard all Sometimes about I, it. Sometimes I slip back into beast mode um, and i got to remind myself that I'm now self-actualized going into tra- trances every night, deep, deep trances. I've achieved what, what Buddhist monks have tried to for centuries. I achieve every day. All right, Andy, to answer your question, <laughs> I like... I like both. I'm sorry. I All like right. I like know. I like on my holiday to do something active in the morning and then I can relax all afternoon slash evening. So when it's, so I'm assuming I, like a tropical situation where the afternoons are too hot to do anything anyway. Yeah. So you just by the pool relaxing. Yeah. Well, okay. really, that's what the, the relaxing part is what, what I really want to do. Yeah. If I just do that, I feel a little bit lazy. Feel guilty. Yes. I feel guilty that I'm not having the best time I could be having. Right. You're not maximizing your fun. Well, I feel <laughs> I could, like, lying in the pool probably is maximizing my fun, but I feel like sure I could, could slash should be doing something else. Yeah, look, when you come back from holiday, the last thing you want is, oh, how did you go? And, like, it, see, that's the thing. In the UK, when I was growing up, yeah. if you say, I did nothing, like, and you come back with this awesome tan, People oh, in the UK, you mean like, you're uh, oh, bright red. That's all they want to do. Ma- isn't oh. it? I remember the phrase was, "Oh, you make me. You're making me sick. Your colour of you. Look at you. 
And I'm like, what on earth but does that it, mean? Is that a good thing to I say to someone? I don't know. But a, po- a tan, an, an English tan yeah. is when you're bright, bright, bright red. Bright red, red. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and preferably you've got some blistering, yeah. some some weeping blisters. Yeah. Maybe that's some, why they're feeling that, sick. That, and that some would peeling. make me sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, Cameron, I think that's a great mix. Thanks. Yeah. And yeah. you, Andy, you just come you. back from a holiday. I did come back from a holiday. I've just been in Thailand. Oh, yeah. oh it's so good. Um, I, so Kate and I tried the relaxing holiday once. We like went to Fiji and it was a package thing. It was cheap. It was just like, oh, let's go sit and yeah. drink cocktails. And after about two days, I was uh, hacking my way through the forest with a local, with a machete mm-hmm. because I couldn't, I'd done all the sitting I could do. Yeah. So he was walking down the beach with a machete and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me hello and he was like hey Bula. like how's it going i was like yeah good uh, where are you going and yeah. he was like I'm, oh, I'm gonna go tend to my cattle on my farm and i was like can i come with you <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's weird isn't it what are we, com- what are we that is to bizarre do? That and is he bizarre. said yes and he said yes he was like yeah no worries yeah. um and i went in like we went in through these like creeks from the ocean and we were hacking our way th- with a machete like just to clear out the path a little bit it was yeah. kind of well trodden did he let you hack a hack with the no machete? no he didn't but i did ask and he oh. let me like hit a tree once <laughs> <laughs> oh so you didn't do any hacking you just walked no, behind, I walked him. behind him <laughs> yeah in fact i had to like were you my- just kicking things <laughs> I was I was going like this. Yeah, chop it. Did you sort of like <laughs> sort of slap away some leaves delicately? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I like hurt myself at one point as oh, well on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the bush. Sprained um, your ankle. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. Mm. And then anyway, we got to the farm and then I helped sort of shuffle up some ca- cattle around. He gave me the, the, um, what's he, uh, the calf, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay, you take the calf. The calf needs to go from this post to that post. And he was dealing with like the big cow. Um, and this calf was way stronger than it looked mm-hmm. and it was pulling me and I was, and he had to come and like help me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he had a good laugh and, uh, I got away from the sunbed. So win, win. Well wow. done, man. Well done. Tell you what I like, urbexing, just walking around and getting a bit lost. Oh, what? Urbex. urbex. Urban exploring. Urbex. Yeah. A bit of an urbex. Just like. Oh, I don't like that word. Yeah. Shut up. You're just jealous. <laughs> You're just what? jealous of my urbexing. Well, I don't like getting lost, so maybe what? that's why yeah, I don't like maybe. it. Oh, maybe. I like chillaxing. There you go. Well, yeah. then, mate, 2006 chord <laughs> wants its word back. <laughs> really? That's not original? No, Chillax? not anymore. Not anymore. It's done. Um, anyway, science. What do you think science would do? Science is. A, don't say science wouldn't take holiday, but let's just say we forced it. Let's just say we forced science okay, to well, do something. I, Doesn't I matter. I think science would do what would stimulate its mind a lot. Because science, once that stimulation, so it gets back into work and it's raring to go again, the synapses are firing or whatever the equivalent is for science. So I think it would like some excitement, actually. I think it would like to do some stuff. New experiences. Science is all about knowledge. Yeah. Where do do you reckon it would go? Where would it go? Um, On the planet Earth? Can it go into space? It can go anywhere it wants. It's your imagination. A black hole. We're going to a black hole. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's where the laws of physics start to break down. That's where the laws of science start to start to break down. Yeah. It's going to want to know what's going on there. But that's, Fair enough. Then now it's not a holiday because yeah, it's, now he's fucking doing work. <laughs> that's a working trip. What 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 better way for science to have a holiday but a working holiday <laughs> and some excitement? Uh, uh, Cameron, opposite because science can't relax. If science yeah. is doing something, it's sciencing it. Yeah, and so for it to have a holiday, it must be doing absolutely nothing. So relaxing holiday for science. Yep. 
Very good. Andy. Yep. But if it was um, doing nothing, wouldn't it be studying doing nothing? Nope. Wouldn't it be like, <laughs> Andy. Wouldn't it be like, this is incredible, I need to understand doing nothing. All right, Andy, go on. Um, I think science would want an action-packed holiday because, I'll tell you what, even after doing my little holiday where I was doing things, getting back, it takes a while to, to ramp the brain back up, to okay. like get back into it. So I feel like uh, science, with, with all its need to just work things out and do things, it would actually be detrimental to have a super relaxing holiday. It would still need to fire off in some activities that are not sciencey, but mm-hmm. getting back and ready to rumble. Yeah, okay. 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 Yeah. I'll accept that. I think we took the two good ones and, and you've, you've done I've done what I could <laughs> with what was left. You did, what, you did what you could with what was left over. <laughs> well done, B.A. Well done. I accept your acknowledgement. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Come on. Hurry up. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 was it? I didn't was mean it? for it to it be a ghost really? one. <laughs> no, it I didn't wasn't mean for it to be a ghost one, but it was a ghost one. Because they always <gasps> sound like the same thing to me. Ghost poo. That's when you go to wipe and there's nothing there. That's what that was. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ghost oh, poo. Excellent. Know, then. Gibbo's on board. <laughs> um, all right, I'll go first. So I went on holidays. That was lovely. Yeah. Um, in terms of science stuff, uh, Pocket Conference, oh man, it's gone off. It's gone yeah. off. I, I've got lots of uh, things that are going on. Uh, there's people uploading. I've got a partnership with the Australia Science Channel and Newsmaker as well. So we're, we're providing value for institutions through acting as a bit more of a distribution port for the content that's being uploaded. One thing I just want to mention is I have said to you a number of times, what? if you want me to help promote it because of my celebrity status, yep. no problem. Yeah. Oh, and also normal call out to listeners uh get on there <laughs> upload your content yeah that's right yeah uh ignore what gibbo just said <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah look it, do do that because it helps me and it'll help you there's um, been some good ones and you're promoting yeah. you're promoting them on twitter as well so people are getting some extra but oh here's an interesting outreach. thing um pocket conference i think resonates well with scientists but now that the institutional focus is there it doesn't i'm i'm finding i'm pigeonholed by the word conference because I've approached a few institutions and they're like, no, no, we don't really do conferences. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like a conference for a scientist is talking about your research and making connections and clap. Yes. And so that isn't translating. So P-poppers, if there's a cool startup name Ooh. that reflects um, like institutional value, like amplifying your research, let me know because pocket, I really want it. Pocket connections, pocket workshop, po- po- connections pocket. in your pocket. It doesn't have to have pocket either, Gibbo. <laughs> you understand that? I, I feel like I can't it think does of anything work without on pocket tablets as well, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Pocket tablet. Pocket tablets. Um, so, like, for example, pocket media. Shut up. Um, for example, <laughs> look at this one, right? Amplify. Right? Not great. <laughs> I know it's not great, but you understand where I'm going with that? It's like right. amplify science. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like amplify. It's yeah. not startup enough though. Like it needs no. that like like what well, there's some really great ones like Uber like Uber, right? Uber, Uber yeah. Airbnb. It's like they've become these things. Yeah. So people as your call to action for this one is in two weeks, three weeks time, I'm gonna go see a brand uh, marketing and expert sort of like oh, to help me redesign and focus pocket conference, but I'd like to go to them with a few suggestions. So, uh, P Poppers, let me know. All right. I conference. Fuck off. <laughs> Stop <laughs> just saying. Ooh. Look, you're going to spend I this like whole I <laughs> conference. I pocket. Pocket eye. <laughs> you guys That's are going to spend I, this entire I pocket conference. <laughs> I pocket conference. 
We've done it. Uh, right, that's it. It's done. Don't do it, people. Yep. It's done. Contest <laughs> over. All right, Cameron, what have you been up to? Well, I, I really like the time that we're recording. We're, we're, we're recording off sequence at the moment because Andy, Andy's been so busy. I've been on hold. And we're recording on the evening that episode 55 is being released. Yes. Am I right? Oh, right. yeah. Shit, so that's right. we're in the very good situation where we just listened today <laughs> we know to what's episode happened. 55. Yeah, yeah. So we can do really on-point callbacks. Perfect. I talked last week or last episode yeah. about how I was unhappy with my morning routine. That's mm, right. That, and I felt that that was leading to me being unproductive during the day. That was your nine-minute commute, right? Was it, well, yeah. Did you also forget? <laughs> did you forget your laptop as well? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I had another one. I had another thing like that this week as well. But uh, so I said that I would uh, begin catching the same train mm. every day, not just go to the train station whenever I felt like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing that, and that's working really well. And I've been not having earbuds in my ear as soon as I reach the train station as well. And so, Andy, something okay. that you said, which I think has been quite good, is. I had to stop being a consumer of media yeah. and yeah. I had to start being productive. Yeah. So I do, I've been doing a few things productive on the train. One of them is I am now keeping an electronic to-do list so I can write the to-do list on on my... my I'm using OneNote, the yep. Microsoft OneNote. Uh, and then with the electronic version of the to-do list, I can't just lose it. So, <laughs> put it on a desk somewhere. So I, so I know how busy I've been each week by how full or how completed my to-do lists are mm, yeah, wow. that's throughout the day. Wow. Uh, and also, um, sometimes I, I do that and I still have eight minutes left on my nine-minute train journey. Yeah. Uh, and also just waiting at the train station. So I was trying to find a vector graphics software program ah, that would work on the ipad yeah yeah and then i would draw my plan was to like draw like schematics that's a good of my own research time, yeah it is but i couldn't find a good vector graphics software program for the ipad yeah so i'm hoping for suggestions yeah come on poppers god we got a lot of call to actions don't we don't but we? what i've been doing instead is i've just been drawing <gasps> show us some stuff so i've i've <laughs> i've been doing the exact same drawing the entire time is a drawing of my cat. All right. Thanks for <laughs> now, saying that. Does it look anything like a cat? I this was supposed to be work-related. <laughs> no, it's it's just not... It's not... I'm it's about being, being a, a producer. Being a creative. Oh, yeah. I see. So, uh, it's this. Well, that is well, not too bad. That is way better than I thought you <laughs> were going to show. looks like a cat. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. It looks I mean, like a cat. Cat it's, fox. It's not finished. Yeah, no, it's really yeah. good. It's a, it's a fox-like cat. Yeah. It is. It is, definitely. That's incredible. Not bad. Not bad, Cameron. <laughs> so hang go. on, hang on. You didn't take a photo and then put it through one of those filters, did you? No, but I okay. am I do. I am using a photo and I'm kind of drawing on the photo. I think that's how like people tracing. do it, isn't it? Isn't that how you get proportions and stuff? Yeah, well, so that's the photo there. Yeah, oh, that's wicked. Look at that. Oh, well, well done. Um, are we allowed to put that up on the Facebook page once uh, it's done? I'll finish it soon. Right. Yeah, I'm happy to, to share it. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's... so. Well done. And then I have a 10 or so minute drive, a walk from the train station to my office. And yep. then I'm just... Because I've got the to-do list done. Yep. I'm not being a consumer. I'm not listening to anything for the nine minutes on the train, the 10 minute walk to the office. Yeah. And I've just been getting stuff done straight away. Yeah, you're just on fire. Um, oh, I'm pleased that because that bit of uh, advice came from a good place in me, but I would never know if it would work. <laughs> <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't done it yourself. I haven't done it yeah. myself, no. I've heard about it. 
<laughs> yeah, and and just like those exact words you said, like don't be a consumer. That's really yeah. stuck with me, and that's helping me out. Wicked. Uh, but I've also helped the last few weeks that I've been having some deadlines to do things. Okay. So I had the problem the other week where I don't really have any set deadlines. I didn't have any set deadlines. And they were just so like just, merging into each other. Yeah. And got, yeah. Uh, and so I uh, our arena application, the the few million dollar what application we're for? putting in. The Australian Renewable Energies Network, something starting with A. <laughs> Australia. Good, yeah. <laughs> Australia again. <laughs> again, just again. Uh, and so we're working on an application for that. Good. Uh, we spoke about it about three episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Uh, that got put in. Excellent. Uh, and it was complete. Because I, I, I remember when we talked about it, there was some conjecture about what was exactly going to happen with it. Exactly, because... You were, it was looking like you were going to have to do a, a substantial amount of work. Yes. In the end? I did the second most amount of work out of anyone. Okay. Uh, but it, I actually did less than I thought. Okay. I didn't have any like really late nights getting things done. Like the amount I was asked to do... I just did it the next day uh, and then I'd be asked to do something again maybe a day or two later. Yeah. That's so pretty good. It, That's wicked. That's pretty it good. really worked well for me. Uh, all right, I've got one that Andy might cut. <laughs> <laughs> if you keep it short, I, I, it will stay in. We can't right. blurb on about like, I don't know, bum rashes or something. Science related. <laughs> the graphene thickness paper got a, got a citation recently. Da, 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 da. And the second author in this paper is... Fan of the show, Paul Gabbard. Oh, really? Oh, I don't know, actually know how to say your last name, Paul. Wow. Oh, look, we, on this show, we have a problem with last names. Just call <laughs> them by their first name. We're good with Paul those. G. Paul G. Paul hey, G. Paul G. Brilliant. I love it. Uh, and now he famously won the Gibbos contest. Absolutely. What was that for the digital, turning a digital saying into... 1001. Oh, yes, yes. That's right. And then that's you right. bought him... I think he's still the only owner of a official, of a official uh, yeah. P-pop yeah. t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yep. going to be that's a collector's right. item one day. Hold on to it, Paul G. <laughs> and so... And he managed to cite our work. So he, well, he's second author, but I, I reckon he took the TEM image, which is where we're cited, and we have an AFM atomic force microscope uh, paper... And here's they've got TEM comparing graphene thickness and they've cited us. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. Thanks so, for scratching our backs. So, yeah. So, thanks for citing us, but we, we actually didn't, we do not have the information that we're being cited for in this paper. Don't say anything. <laughs> don't say, don't make. We'll obviously. still take that site. We'll still take that site. <laughs> thanks, Paul G. Thank you. Thanks, Paul G. Yeah. So, but uh, next time you want to cite something which isn't quite related to it, uh, have a look at my H index graph and find the paper which will be <laughs> helpful for, yeah, to increase my H index yeah, over yeah. by nine number. <laughs> yeah. d- we don't need any more sites on the graphene thickness. No, paper. no, it's going to be a long time before I get up to a H index <laughs> of forty. So uh, you want the borderline ones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's it. That's been right. my um, excellent. Weeks. Well, what, hang on. No papers. How are you going for papers? Oh, we do. Uh, we do. Uh, they're all with Chris. Oh, so all right, all right, all right, Gibbo. Go on, off you go, mate. All right. Here it is. Oh, look at this. Phoenix. You're, I can feel something brewing. I Phoenix don't know if I'm speaks. happy. First thing I want to do is actually want to mention the graphene thickness paper as well. Over 6,000 downloads we just oh, hit. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, it's massive. So uh, great work. Great work by us. And paper accepted. Schmoopy's on this one as well. Yep. It got accepted in the journal Materials. Impact Factor? 2.65. Published Ooh. by the publishing company MDPI. Yep. 
So on earth is I've never Oh this is this is one we're we're getting a lot of papers in at the moment. This is the uh, this is okay. the guys who are publishing my special issue. Oh that um, makes sense. Okay. That yeah, I'm a special so. editor of. You okay, would normally lovely. need to pay 1400 Swiss francs for the publication, but yep. I think that we have a fee we've got, wa- we got, got waived, a fee yeah. waiver. Oh, yeah. oh you sneaky little cheeky monkeys. But their review process is quite good. Yep. But what does good mean? Gets, everything gets accepted. It's quick. Yeah. And the comments are normally quite thorough. Okay. But they still say accept. They will point out all the things wrong with the paper, but then accept it. Oh, Chris has a. So the special <gasps> issue that I'm editor of has had some rejections. Whoa. How you've uh, rejected some? Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just me. <laughs> there was there was a, a, a referee or two were like, no, nope, you cannot sorry. let that in. Can't put this rubbish in. It's wow. got to go. Wow. So it does happen. It does happen. These are people that you approached and said, hey, put something together for this special edition. No, none of the people I've asked have put it in. Name and shame. <laughs> Name and so, shame. So Me. It's, <laughs> so it's only been, uh, I mean, that, they have a list of about 500 names. Okay. That they sent emails uh, out. And I, okay. I came up with about, probably about 30 in total. Yeah. But they, yeah. they do keep coming back to me and saying, if you can think of any more names, you know, yeah. send them out. But um, no, there was... Uh, so whoever these people were on that list of 500, they submitted a, a paper and it wasn't up to scratch and yeah. it got done. Well, once it, it just makes peer review, I know that we bitch about it, it a lot, I have to say it least, gave me a lot more confidence in these guys in these, yeah. once I saw a paper actually get rejected. Yeah, yeah. well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, and it deserved it, I have to say. It was, <laughs> it was pretty bad. So, Look um, at you firing off all on all guns. Now, this paper was submitted on the 27th of March. Accepted, revised, and online by the twenty-first of April. Less than a month. Less than a month. Right. And that's that's what is really helping this publishing company. So with a with yeah. an impact factor of two point six five, I'm not saying it's the greatest, but it's it's half decent. Yeah. yeah. If you and need something that, published quick just before you're going to put in a grant application, yeah, you know you can trust them. Yeah, and you know mm, they'll be quick. That's where these guys, I think, are really really starting to to move ahead. Is that they, they review things so fast, mm. and 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 when it comes to um, the publishing part of it, they don't muck around. Like within a couple of days, you've got the proofs, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, look, they're really this good. one here, it's really good. We took a couple of days to get back to us, and they already sent another email going, oi, uh, oi, <laughs> did they? Is that how they started it? Oh, oi. Another thing, the editor, the the guy who was taking care of our paper, yep. his first name was Bulk. Bulk. Nice. Bulk Luo, right? Bulk Luo. Great name. Great name for a son. I wish I'd called yeah, yeah, Bulk Gibson. <laughs> I think I think that's been, might be a good nickname for me as well. Bulk Gibson. So anyway, uh, thank you, Bulk, uh, for your editing. It was impressive. So we need to look at the Schmoopy Rubbish Science Competition. That's what old Gibbo would have said. Phoenix would call it the, what's it called again? The competition... Oh, Cameron? the, the people most, most relevant, relevant scientist of the year competition. That's what Phoenix calls it. Now it's back. It's back. I'm giving us an update. Look, I haven't got everyone down there. Um, Noni has been keeping an Excel file and yeah. has been producing histograms. Shout out to people. Oh, is, that, is that updating? Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's done two updates, and I'm sure after we do this one, she'll probably do another one. It's got yeah. everyone who's ever been on the podcast. So that, that's, wow, that's uh, Dr. Kytro on our forum. Yep. Yeah, better than that. Thank wow. you, thank you, Noni. Shout um, out to Noni. Good job. I had to do this quickly, so I've only got the three of us. But yep. it's really interesting. Phoenix, one point three four. That's terrible. You've really gone down. <laughs> 
You were it's two actually, something, weren't you? No, no, last no, it, year. It resets to zero oh, again. Oh, it resets oh, no, to zero. Right. So it's you remote. are going to enjoy that it resets because. <laughs> so it's it's your it's your number of citations for the calendar year oh. divided by your total publications for your career. Sure. On Scopus. Yeah. On oh, Scopus. God, I'm going to get these so well. Schmoopy, 2.05, doing okay. rather well. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. But Uh-oh. BA. No, no, he's not, is he? I've got it in bold. Because I couldn't believe it. Two point one two. What? Yeah, <laughs> that never happened last year. You're never leading at any point last year. Once again, see what I've got, written? guys. Unbelievable. <laughs> I had to write that down. <laughs> you had to get it out. Oh my god, I need to write this down. Look. If you want your career in science to go well, <laughs> leave science. If you want I've to become more relevant, just quit. I've said it all along. Here I am. So that's that's my one paper that I produced this year. And no, I've had loads of you've sites. You've had loads of sites of course, this yeah. year. And because you've hardly published. Do you remember like <laughs> I, I was spilling over into well, this still, year. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> oh, I feel so good. Thanks, Noni. <laughs> we're going to do another Gibbo's segment. It's, it's we're called? revisiting Gibbo's Science Heroes. Oh, it's Gibbo's Science Heroes. Okay. Is it Gibbo? Who knows? Who it knows? probably is. I'm not saying anything until we get to the end. <laughs> Someone we all know. Gibbo. <laughs> a hero, dare I say. Went in their own time oh. to a lab equipment supplier. Thank you. And after some expert haggling, picked up approximately twenty thousand Australian dollars worth of equipment for guess the amount. Uh, so twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars worth of. I reckon easily twenty thousand. I'd say twenty five. Twenty five is too much. Twenty uh, percent off is good. Okay. Um, I I would be unhappy if it's less than more than five hundred dollars. <laughs> You fuck. <laughs> so I kick your ass because it's definitely less than 20% off. Yeah, really? More t- more than 20% off. Is it uh, more than $500? It is more than $500. <laughs> Not uh, my hero. 2000 Australian dollars. I got it for about a tenth. A tenth. They a were, tenth? They were clearing their stock, shall we put it. I, can't, I won't go into any more details. You didn't tell me it was a stock clearance, mate. You just said you haggled. I did. I did. I haggled. I haggled. I haggled as a stock clearance. <laughs> And it took about three hours of driving, lifting, moving. And I think I've revealed who the hero is. Yeah, already. you said I. <laughs> <laughs> that hero we, is we knew. Phoenix Gibson, aka Bulk Gibson. Oh, Gibbo, he's <laughs> such a hero. Before we carry on, we got some feedback from listeners. Ooh, my favorite. I yeah. love feedback. Um, I love it. So, two bits of feedback. Um, first of all, from our good friend, Ingo Kerper. Ingo, thank you. Ingo. I've, I was going to say it differently. But I'm not, I, I really I feel bad. I feel like that was offensive. So sorry, Ingo. Um, but it says for Chris, because this is after you revealed that you wanted to um, lose some weight. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Advice. It said you should try this. And it was a step into life. So it's group fitness. Do you like group fitness? Do I you haven't like, done group fitness before. Do you like single person fitness? I tend to exercise on my own, I have to say. Yeah, Where? Uh, we're at the gym or when I'm walking are you, are or running or are you, things like that. Are you that. capable of being like self-motivated and stuff? Yeah. I try to be. All right. But I think the good thing about the group fitness is that there's like a set time and you can't just say, I'll do it later or Ooh, I'll, do okay. it in, I'll do it like, I'll do it in half hour's time. I'll do it after this. If there's a set time and people are waiting people for are you. People are expecting you to be there. You're, you're less likely to put it off. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, so it's... Uh, I, I'm sure it doesn't matter. Stepintolife.com.au. There is a right. free plug for them. Thank you, you Ingo. It. I'll be looking that up. Um, and also, from our forum... 
Animated on it. Animated on it. <laughs> a long time listener, first time commenter. Oh. Yeah. I love right. this. Bit shy. Um, they've been shy, have they've they? Been, they've been a little bit shy, but now Bored they've come by out. by the deep resonant tones but, of Bolt Gibson. Just stop calling herself that. But they, they've come out of the woodwork because we annoyed them a little bit. Oh, oh here we go. Here right. we go. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so it you starts. You hopes up, didn't you? No, it's a compliment. It starts high pee poppers. Oops. Now we're in trouble. Now we're in trouble. He hasn't even put an author order. Are they going to call me Christopher? Then I know I'm in big trouble. <laughs> As a fanatical home brewer, oh your last science this made me cry a little. <laughs> they oh, is it the yeast thing? Yeah. So there's there's a there's a message for each of us. Oh, oh no. no! All right. A scolding. I'll start with the with me. He has got the so. What was yours? Or is that part of? This is it. You'll okay. find out through this. He can't remember what he, he says. Did, eh? yeah. He says. Andy. It was rubbish. If your beer tastes like Marmite, there are a couple of potential problems. The most likely is that you made the mistake of reading the instructions on the kit. How dare I? (laughs) (laughs) How dare I read the instructions? They always tell you to brew too hot. You want to brew at 16 to 18 degrees C, not the 25 plus the kit tells you to use. There you go. Interesting fact. Yeah. Beer brewing tips. Cameron. Why would the kit... Why yeah. like that then? Well, I'm going to get criticised, but I, I, I can handle that. What do I want to see? Well, I tell you Smoopy's what, Smoopy's about to get criticised, uh, yeah. and I'll accept the pain of my own criticism <laughs> to see this. Go. Um, so, uh, to answer your question, why they? I could only think that for each 10 degrees that you increase a reaction, you double the rate, right? Mm-hmm. More or less. So, if they're telling you to do it 25, but it's actually better at 16. Maybe they're just thinking people won't want to wait for four weeks, for example. Okay. Right? Yeah. So normally you brew it for like two, I think, weeks. Um, and so maybe they're just like, and then it goes into the set, the bottles for the secondary fermentation. So maybe yeah. they're just like, they want to, to be honest, so it's, not it's a, a great not a, business plan, right? Because they get you pumping through beers quicker. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. That, that There's a logic to that. Yeah. They, there's they an they economic logic. They do want logic. you to enjoy the beer enough to buy the second batch, That's true. Though. That's, that's very true. They're taking that risk. Yeah. So Cameron- Message from you, for you. Yeah. Unfortunately, Uh the sheer stresses involved in forming your thin film would tear (laughs) the yeast apart. I forgot about this. Remember, you're dealing with biology here, not chemistry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I want to know. That's what I was thinking when you said it. Is that the end of the comment? To you, yep. So I might, I'm going to do some research. Well yeah. done, well Have done, a, uh, commenter. Aren't there some examples of enzymatic reactions occurring in these sheer stress films? I think I know a co-author or two you could look up to verify that. I could look it up. Yeah. Chris, do you know? No, I don't know. I'm not going to look it up either. <laughs> but let, before I hear my comment, I, I know what I said and I cannot conceive of any possible <laughs> criticism <laughs> for my science this. It, literally, I can't think of anything... That you could criticise it for. It was, I thought, and believe is perfect. What was yours? I can't remember. Mine was the one about you know uh, brewing it based on yeast from people's okay um, his own bodies and my own. So he says Gibbo's Gibbo's brew. He says tea bag, which nice. I love. Nice, thank you. And to all of us, happy to discuss brewing at length. Brewers are often worse than chemists when it comes to micromanaging the brew process. Cheers. Dave, 
also known as Airgeared. Airgeared from the forum. Okay. Thank you, Airgeared. Thank you for not criticizing me. I'm interested in making brew now. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Good end. I, I like the end. You did it. Yeah, that's I know. why. That's why I like it. Why don't you let me congratulate All you right. on? Do it. Um, well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're Your well done. Made me feel nice <laughs> inside. Um, so the topic for the day is. Not I get, is it a topic? I don't even know. But it's about um, uh, Alan Finkel. Yeah. Alan Finkel is the chief scientist of Australia. Yes. And he's come out with some suggestions, some directions mm-hmm. for researchers and research institutes. The Finkster. The yeah. Finkmeister. And Cameron, what I want you to do is let's have a rundown of the outline of that uh, those recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to focus in on a couple of things to talk about. So, Cameroon. Give us your best shot. Uh, so Alan Finkel was speaking at the Australian Postgraduate Research Conference. Oh. So he, he gave a speech focused towards PhD students, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, and So Alan Finkel's the chief scientist of Australia. He kind of can drive policy, but the, the previous chief scientist complained a lot about how little he was actually listened to. Yeah, I, I haven't heard Alan Finkel say anything like no. that. Can I mm-hmm. actually just say out to Alan Finkel, everything he says is always on the nose. Like, it's not nice for politicians or other people to listen to. Like, getting rid of um, some things that are like embedded in Australian society, like, um, like university entrance um, uh, rankings, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But he says what is right. So I believe that P-Pop is a fan of Alan Finkel. Let's yeah. put that yeah, out I front. Am. Yep. yep. I think he says some excellent advice. Whether or not he's listened to is another matter, but what he is saying is I... always spot on. Phoenix is a fan of Finkel Dubois. Yeah. All yeah. right, Finks. We love you. And, so, and he was an electrical engineer uh, and he founded Axon Instruments. Oh, so he's loaded. Well, maybe. But, mm. but they make... Do you Have you heard of them before? Yeah. Really? But I don't know why. Why would I have heard of them? I'm not sure. It's a good name. It is lovely. So they make patch clamps for electrophysiology. Whoa. So that's so like uh, stimulating muscles with, with uh, electrical impulses. Yeah, good. Wow. Excellent. So and during this speech, I happened to read the whole thing today. Uh-huh. Uh, he outlined four main pieces of advice that he wanted to give to PhD students. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was really motivated by the fact that he thought there was like a negative connotation around the term PhD. Yeah. And he feels like the brilliant minds of, a, of Australia are being turned away from doing a PhD because of uh, like this negative thoughts around it. Yeah, like you don't get paid very much money, you work long hours. Is that what he means? Well, and you- I, I kind of thought the career path is a bit, you know, is, is a bit difficult. Was that one of the things he was sort of striving for? Uh, I, I, he That's didn't, one of the negative connotations yeah, about it. I didn't. It was more just that people were suggesting that it wasn't worth the time. Like yeah, a PhD okay. is a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and he, well, he was really inspired by the idea that the best minds should still be doing a PhD and researching yeah. what they want, as opposed to just working at a law firm or where they're earning loads of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So his four pieces of advice. I'll go through them. As quickly as I can. The yeah, first one is 
You need to have a relentless commitment to quality. Relentless commitment to quality. I okay. like that. Yeah, we'll come like, back to that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. The second one is know your limitations. So he's mm. getting at here is to research what you're most interested in and what you are, will be willing to spend your time slash life doing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's something that PhD students don't put a lot of thought in. Like they do the project that's in front of them. Yeah. And a lot of times it's maybe just not that interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. Mm. So the third one is be a good listener and learner. And he found he he finds in his position of overseeing science in Australia that people kind of do this work in silos. So yeah. it's as if they're they're not looking at anyone else except for themselves. Yeah. And often the person who would be able to help them is like down the down the corridor, but they don't oh, actually yeah. go and speak to them. Uh, and he also thinks that people should be going to talks outside of their own research interests mm. something that i haven't been doing much recently and i, I do feel bad about yeah uh and uh one of his things in this was he had a um Feynman have a had a suggestion that you should have 12 problems in your head <coughs> 12's a lot i can't think of 12 no, problems but you have these 12 problems in your head that you want to solve and every time you see a talk you see a new piece of equipment or you see some some advancement then you think yeah. how can this be applied to my 12 problems yeah and if you if you always have those things in your head you're likely or you there's a chance you come up with something really new mm -hmm. mm. and then the last bit of advice from finkel is to be open to opportunities so you don't have to follow the defined phd career path uh is something sideways uh, yeah. Left and right, diagonally. <laughs> um, what other ways can you go? Uh, up, down, up, down. Yeah, yeah. If anything, just be ready um, so to do something. He's else. talking like, for example, if you're doing a PhD and it's sort of chugging along, and then someone says, "Hey, do you want to go to America and do this scholarship in mm -hmm. a certain thing? It will set you back six months or whatever." Yeah. But the opportunity, you know, like be open to that. The, those possibilities that aren't just sort of like pursuing the the completion of your phd yes. or industry engagement and that sort yeah. of stuff yeah or maybe you know you you might have a, a three-year plan but if something else comes up that's not yeah. in your three-year plan maybe just think if it could fit or if it makes your next three years better yeah yeah brilliant yeah very good advice um the finkmeister always hits the nail on the head mm. so what we're going to do is focus on the first one yeah which Re was relentless commitment to quality whoa not only is that a relentless saying <laughs> and he, he actually sort of outlines a few things and so let's i've got three here and i know we'll add on to them but the first one that we'll talk about mm -hmm. is the pressure to publish so the recommendation being let's contemplate a rule that you can only list a maximum of five papers for any given year when applying for grants or promotions. Yeah. So what this is saying is that uh, every time you go for a grant, you often, you often put your track record and how many papers you've had. Instead of just saying, I had 20 papers this year mm -hmm. in maybe lower quality journals yeah. and just because you've had to get your H index up and push out. How about we say, all right, you can only put five in, which will make researchers focus on quality yeah. over quantity. Of doing the best five oh, possible. Yeah. I mean, five's a lot for us. It is, well, that's a But it's, it's really yeah. looking at like the higher ups who are perhaps not really striving for 
quality, but yeah. striving for quantity. Yeah. And it's hard for us to really because you but need it would level we the need quantity, field. but we want to do, and I think society's benefited more from quality, if we do quality. Yeah. But I, I mean, think it, I think it's possible for researchers who aren't you know at that stage in their career where they've got a massive group to produce five quality papers it's tough for but for mid career researchers i think it is possible to produce five quality papers i think i don't know i, I feel like so for mid career for earlier earlier career let's say like first or second postdoc it is still a lot like i was it is. it's i was getting about four i think at my best was six papers a year but that was lots of collaborations lots of things um but i i really like this idea of um, the you know re- reducing the pressure to public. I feel like the pressure would still be there because you would want to get into that nature. Mm-hmm. You would you would still and I guess the point being that of course then you've got time to actually try to get it up there. Um, Cameron, would would your career would any of your papers that you've published benefit from not being there, <laughs> like <laughs> combining two together to make an all a better publication? Like, do you yeah? How do, how does that like with I hindsight? Think- I think that that's definitely something that if I had this thing of so I I have in the past published more than five papers a year yeah and I think that I probably could have put the content in the eight or nine papers published into five really good ones yeah. or better ones yeah they probably wouldn't have been put into better higher impact factor journals because that's just the way it goes yeah yeah that even if a paper is twice as good it doesn't mean it's going to get in the double the impact factor mm. but it also means potentially that bits of work where you're like oh you know i need papers i need papers so i'll spend time writing up this kind of ordinary bit of data mm. to get it published in an ordinary journal you might just go well i'm not going to do that yeah it's not worth my time so so it means you've got more time you could effectively be a lot more efficient with your time yeah yeah. And I don't think that'd be a bad thing. Yep. And mm-hmm. so his recommendation is not is, is to say in an ideal world, this is what would happen. So for policymakers, mm-hmm. for people that are offering these category what they called A one grants I think it's or whatever. Category one. Category one grants, saying that no, we are not interested in your fifteen papers this year. Yeah. yeah. Give us your top five and I think we'd have yeah. to level the playing field somewhere. Show me your five best Lovely. ones. It would have to. And the he he did have a Alternative to that, I'm not sure if I don't think it's in your list, Andy, yeah. but he, he's not sure how this was going to be uh, possible. But the idea that in your scientific career, you are, you have a word limit. <laughs> what? Oh, That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, I, I, I did remember reading that. Yeah, he, so said, he said that he's, he doesn't know how it would be implemented. Yeah. So it's possible to just publish very similar things over and over again. But if you had a word limit for your career, you would be a lot more concise careful, yeah. and more careful about what you publish. Yeah. Oh my! But academic language is so dense already. Yes. Imagine having a word limit I on know. top. But I need lots of words to describe Raman imaging. <laughs> Good on well, you. <laughs> I mean, another comment in Alan Finkel's talk is that the method sections are being removed because of um, they're being, you know. They're, being they're mostly redundant. Yeah. And so if yeah. you have a word limit, you're just going to not have a method section basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, for for the materials, for the physical chemists, that's tough because you do want to know what someone has done specifically, but you don't need to know every detail about, you know, the, the microscope. You mm-hmm. don't, you can just say it was that I use that, yes. but this is how I did it. I think, yeah, uh, look, the word limit thing, I don't know. 
coming from like a science communication point of view, like I said, academic language is so dense and almost impenetrable anyway. Um, I don't know if that would make it better. Yeah. It would certainly make it more care. I guess if you're not worried about volume, it could potentially help. But yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, I, I'm not sure whether how I, how I feel about that one. So the next thing he talked about, Christopher T. Bag Gibson. Phoenix. Is dedicated funding for replication studies. Ooh. Now, I remember in a podcast a while ago, we were talking about setting up the Center for Reproduction. <laughs> Not in like a biological sense, yeah. But setting up, I feel like we were ahead of the curve. Oh, we're well ahead of the thing, so yeah. I think so. Well, so, yeah. Be careful. I think that someone might have come up with the idea even before that. <laughs> no, no, no. It was born on this podcast. Absolutely. I think they I thought about it back us. in the nineties, personally. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but the the question being, should we consider awards for high quality studies that yield negative results and don't confirm a hypothesis or previous finding? So I know that there's been a big push recently for, I think they were using in undergrad labs, like year one, year two, even in, in high schools, mm. they were taking very fundamental studies and trying to replicate them because it's fun. Yes. It's way more fun than learning rote science or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, it's And then you've got like 10 groups trying to replicate one, that's one right. thing. Yeah. But of course, uh, you know... It, it, it makes sense. You know, we we pride ourselves, scientists, on the fact that if it's not reproducible, it shouldn't be in the literature and mm-hmm. it should be. Mm. But of course, that doesn't, it's not sexy. It doesn't get funding. It doesn't get attention because it's not sexy. Um, Gibbo, how, BA. in all seriousness, I'm bringing the seriousness. How much time have you got for negative replication studies? So to try and reproduce negative results. Well, to try, how, Let's just say people do replication studies. Are you really interested in replication studies? Uh, I th- I think so in some situations. Yeah, I mean I, the problem is I think there is a lot of data out there and a lot of papers, and there's been some research to show so many experiments are only done once. Yeah, a lot of stuff is only done once, and it's out there and it's potentially soaking up people's time trying to follow that protocol or that procedure, and in the end it might actually be wrong. So reproducing other people's data, I don't think it's that much of a waste of resources. Certainly if it's big results. What do you mean big results? So someone comes up with a method or a protocol that you're going to be using and you know a lot of other people are going to be using in their research. Something novel about solar cells or something like that that a lot of people are going to be um, are going to be replicating. Yeah, you know, it starts off a new field or something like that. Then that has to be replicated, I think. So before people jump in with both feet, yeah, we yeah. would divvy it out among people and say, yeah. "All right, you've got six months, whatever, and you've just got to." Before we all jump on this bandwagon, let's check it there out. Was, there were some physics experiments done back in the 90s where people were cooling molecules with lasers. And I remember that there was a huge paper produced on that when I was doing atomic physics. And another group managed to replicate it. Mm. And it was a huge deal. But the group that replicated got no, no kudos for that. Mm. But it took months for them to do it. And I think that sort of thing does deserve some sort of, some sort of publication, some sort of output that the authors deserve credit for. Yeah, but they could publish it somewhere. I think <sighs> they didn't. They didn't. But you would you would really hope that anything that you publish is reproducible, not just the big things. I I, I do. So, I, yeah, I, I take that point. But it's I just think there's so much work out there that 
that does get published that no one ever really does again. So it doesn't anyway. matter. So yeah. like it there comes is, out, it doesn't let's matter. Let's face it, there is a lot of useless research out there that gets published. Well, that and, never gets cited. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's absolutely. Um, Cameron, would you would you want to be known as the guy that reproduces stuff? Do you, would you want to base a career on that? That's not what scientists are all about. They're about doing new things and yeah. exciting. Like, is there a place for it? Like, yeah. I think there's there's a I mean there's a place for it I think um, I the best part of science is talking about it and thinking of new things yeah it's more like the thinking of new things that's the best part and if you're just reproducing results that's gone all you're doing is you're kind of being an analytical chemist kind of working at a drug factor drug factory what are they called <laughs> pharmaceutical company doing like just testing batches to see if if things work yeah so i think there's a spot for it but how do you choose what so say if uh, our country australia sets up a center for reproducing results yeah we have a, a thousand employees going through every paper produced by an australian university yep. employee which one what do you percentage reproduce? what percentage of papers will they would they get to reproduce yeah a really low percent what which ones do you choose? You do like imperfected down, something like that, mm. or articles get flagged by someone. Like- I like the idea that like a number of people in the community say, "I'm interested in this research. I want to do something with it." Yes. How about like when it reaches okay. a thousand yeah. thumbs up uh-huh. or question marks or whatever, then it gets pushed to the institution. Okay, I like, like a, that so, idea. So a company goes to the government or some government body and say, you funded this research. I'm interested in commercializing it, but I need to be sure that it's good. Yeah. So before I waste millions of dollars on it, and you know, there'll be another, I don't know, it it wouldn't be a one-off. It would be like a group of people that like, this has got potential for our um, field, our industry. Um, Yeah, reproduce it before we invest millions in finding out it's rubbish. I'm wondering if you did set up exactly that, how many companies do you think would are reading papers to find ideas for? Well, I mean, it, so that comes back down to the yeah, not many. You know, like uh, industry is inherently risk adverse because when they R and D is gambling to them, uh-huh. right? Mm. You put money in, you never know what's going to come out at the end. The great thing about doing it in universities is no matter what comes out the other end, it's novel, it's new, it's publishable. You get credit for it. In industry, if it doesn't, if it doesn't make investment returns. You've just wasted money. So yeah, I, I, I don't know if it, yeah, if they mm-hmm. if the motivation's there for them to do it. No, I, something that we spoke on the last episode about yep. is that uh, there is a lot of trust in authors. I can't remember the word. Yeah. So, but right now, I think that it's not. You kind of there should be like a form that you sign as the corresponding author saying this data is reproducible we have shown it within our own labs to be reproducible and we feel that any other we and we've, we feel that we've given the information such that any other lab in the world could reproduce our results mm. and then sign corresponding author and how do you enforce that if they've told a lie because you're uh, only as good as your punishment in that yeah, situation well, but it, right like it is the whole ethical dilemma yeah. of publishing in the first place mm, like someone yeah. could completely 
make up the results and then sometimes they get found out and sometimes they don't. Yeah. yeah. And this will be the same, but you would at least feel guilty maybe the first time about lying. Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't lie, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. Um, Is it that much of a problem? I think so, definitely. Okay. I think it's a real problem. I I don't have any stats in front of me. Yeah. uh, But... They're out there and it's something like less than 50% are reproducible. Yeah, I've seen that before. There's definitely some articles in Nature. We we should try and look them up where people have actually looked into that. And Mm. and there's so many papers published where they've been done once. Yeah. Next one is something that I think is is close to the P-pop heart. Mm. Um, We talk a lot, especially Gibbo, because he loves it. This is why he lives, is about journals. And this idea of impact factor, this idea of predatory journals has only come up recently for some reason. Like those people that are just like, we'll publish anything, just mm-hmm. give us money. We'll put it out there and we'll, whatever. Um, so this is an ethical journal stamp. And this is to demonstrate sources of quality research and distinguish them from predatory journals. Um, and one thing I like about this is that it's for people in the community who aren't scientists and so can't distinguish between a publication in nature yes. and a publication in uh, what was journal material omics C or whatever I published in that time, um, <laughs> which is actually would, well, that's a real one, which would and it would achieve the ethical stamp. It would, it would, but it's not a like a predatory publisher where they demand payment. No, no, exactly. No, that was, uh, and then don't don't actually peer review. Sure, yeah. That's, is that's that what they are? Thing. Is that the, is yeah. that the scam? So one it? one guy. Interesting. So they send it. You must get them the emails, right? I get loads of them, but if they're not on Web of Science or Scopus, I don't take them seriously. Now that I'm not in science, one thing that I've been really interested in is those predatory journals. But I, I was like, what if I just follow through with some of this? But also those predatory conferences. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I wonder if I could get along to one by saying, look, I don't have money, but when I turn up, I'll do it. like. I wonder if I could. You get want to out predator the predatory conference? Yeah. <laughs> And now that, and I feel like it would be an interesting little like YouTube thing. Like, all right, I've got a predator conference. <laughs> Tiger. Tiger, yeah. Um, they want me. I've managed to convince them I'm, I'm going to come, but I'm not, you know, whatever. It'd just be really interesting. What is on the other end of these? Mm-hmm. What are these conferences like? Are There'll they weird? Nothing. Are they? Yeah. They'll be asking for a bank account or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then it's all um, over. Anyway, so. Uh, what do you think? Isn't this what we've got already? It, people aren't interested in journals. The, the people in the community who aren't scientists, they give, I can, I can guarantee, almost guarantee you, they give zero shits yes. about predatory journals. Yeah. So we just created this journal stamp. So what? You stamp it and say, this is a good one. Yes. They don't give a shit about that. What do you and think? Then you'll, well, then the general public will have to be educated on, on what the stamp, what, on what the stamp yeah. means. Yeah. Yeah. And then the predatorial journals will create a stamp <laughs> very similar, but yeah. not uh, illegal to stamp yeah. themselves with that looks the same. Well, there, there is a thing out there for impact factors called the JIF. What's that? Journal impact factor, but it's not the same as the, oh, as the Web of Science Thomas Router's impact factor. But People, if you don't know any different, so they're gaming it. They're just yeah, they're, yeah, they're just making it up. So I, look, I, th- I feel like this comes from a good place in Finkel's heart. Yes. Um, could could we work out a better way? I.e., just get rid, come down tough on people that publish in predatory journals or predatory journals or mm-hmm. like. But how how can we come down tough? I I think that the way yeah. to go about it is that if someone if. Say there's a bit of information like the like an anti-vax 
mm. information yep. on a predatory journal. Yeah. And people are saying, well, look, it's in a journal article. Yeah. And then it's up to working scientists to then just say, well, actually, it's not. That isn't accepted as a journal because it doesn't follow stringent peer review processes. Yeah. If you were to judge, know, uh, that, would that convince anyone? <laughs> it's pretty boring. <laughs> If you do judge a paper's quality based on the number of citations it got and you ignore the journal, yeah. would predatory journals be able to game that? Oh, absolutely. Like, and that's the thing. I look at these kind you of You need stamps. something that can't be gamed yeah. is, the, is it, the thing. I don't think it's such a problem because yeah, okay. the anti-vax journal, like there was one journal yeah. that was in a non-predatory right. uh, journal publication, yeah. but they retracted it. Yeah. And the anti-vax guy oh. hasn't bothered to publish it into anywhere else. Yeah, okay. So I don't think there. I don't think I'm happy to hear otherwise. Yeah. There has been a big occasion where someone has used a predatory publishing journal for these things in the in mm. the public. Yeah. The only time the predatory publishing companies are used is when someone needs to quickly get some publications uh-huh. and they're happy to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In order to get that happen, and yep. then that's only hurting their career eventually. Their, their career eventually, and then yeah. they should know better. Yeah. Or whoever's marking their career should know better. I mean, if we, if we a moment we we pull back and okay. we take a more global view of science. Yeah. We look at it in a holistic way. I don't know if that's the right word. All right, here we go. Sounds good. One thing Finkel did say, and one thing he pushes against is people saying science is broken. So I don't think anyone's really saying that. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, is science broken? I mean, we can criticise the edges of it, but overall the scientific institutions and methods, I think overall are still working pretty well. Yeah. I mean, obviously things could be done better. Um, You know, career paths are really difficult in science, but overall the institutions and the methodologies I think are still working pretty well I mean, we talked about the death of the peer review paper like and how we could make it better yeah, yeah of but course in of course. essence scientists doing work checking it publishing in a paper it can that, always be done better it can absolutely. always be done better but i don't think science is broken that's no. not my feeling anyway so you, you guys and, might think you different and, you and finkel stand together me and the finkmeister stand together pretty well well finkel <laughs> you bloody legend well done Fink. Hey? Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the activity is... What is it? Thank you notes. Thank you notes. Thank you notes. Thank from you notes. Alison on the forum. I think that's at All in the Lab on Twitter. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's it. Andy, what do you got for us? Well, what have I got for you guys? B-A. What have I got for you? Have right. you... Have you how, how well thought out is this plan? Look, are you, I'll let are you, you gonna, decide. Are you going to bring your usual, <laughs> usual awesome what? efforts? Oh, there we are. Thanks. Actualized. Act, actualized. What do you call yourself? Actualized? Self-actualized. Yeah, real, yeah. real actualized, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Real Chris. actualized, mate. <laughs> um, all right. You saw through that, didn't so you? What, so I think I thank new notes, right? Yeah. Now, I don't know about you guys. How often do you receive thank you notes? Um, was the last one you received? Do you remember? Oh, I remember. Uh, I do remember mine exactly. Oh, go on. Mine was a few weeks after Blanche Dubois' wedding. Oh, Blanche, 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 Bl
I, we got a thank you note from he and his wife yeah. uh, for going to their wedding. That's lovely. Yeah. What a lovely thank you note. That is lovely. Do you think everyone got one? Uh, who knows? So does that detract? <laughs> if everyone got one, does that detract from the thank you? Oh, look, I, I think everyone got one. Oh, so does it detract from the, the meaning? No. Okay. It was very nice. Uh, Gibbo. I, I can't recall the last thank you note I got. You probably write them to yourself. Yeah, I, I honestly can't can't recall when so, I would have got one. I've had ones where it's like just a little single note, like a little comment. Normally, it's with like a little gift or something as well, like some mm-hmm. chocolate for presenting or doing something. But my favorite thank you cards or notes is when a group of people get together, get a card, and they all write thanks. All right. Have you ever had that? So I've given like workshops for schools in terms of like music sometimes or like just doing being awesome. Um, I did uh, (laughs) science. For being awesome. I don't don't think you have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) I did scientists in schools, which is a volunteer program that places real scientists in schools to like talk to kids. And, you know, I'd get thank you notes and cards. And they actually did this awesome thing where they all wrote thank you in a haiku. Form. Oh, very I've good. got that somewhere. There's inc- I should bring them in. They're incredible. Yeah. They're really fun. Haiku, is that seven syllables, the first five, line? Five, seven, five, five I think. Five, seven, five. Yeah. An Elizabethan sonnet is A, B, A, B, C, D, C, D, E, F, E, F, G, G. You are a ball man. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Go on. Your glasses are stupid. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> and? Bulk is amazing. <laughs> That's it, you're done. That's it, done. That's my whole All right, all right. So, see, you get these things, right? You get these things, but stop being happy with yourself. (laughs) That's brilliant. Um, So, so you get these things, right? Yep. But I feel like a thank you note provides one... It's just like, thank you. Okay. Right? Like You're imagining a note with the words, thank you on it. Yeah, it's just like, thank you. Right, okay. that's the most bland. Like, it's, it's very static, the, it's isn't static. it? It's not it's, dynamic. Yeah. It's not a dynamic thing. It's not right? dynamic enough. No. So, but when you receive um, one with lots of people sign it, there's lots of words, lots of sentiment. And what do you do when I fill one of these out? I look what other people have written, mm-hmm. and then I create like a little montage of what they've written and include it in mine. Oh, wow. You put in some effort. Oh, I, I don't I, go anywhere near that I level. feel guilty reading other people's messages on, Why? on, like, on like farewell cards or anything like that. Well, they're not going to put anything like sent data sensitive <laughs> on there. Are they like, thanks for the secret affair we had for the last five years. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. Don't no one else read this. I'm not sure. Maybe it's because if other people read mine, I would feel a little embarrassed. And so oh, I don't, okay. I don't want to do that to other people yeah okay is that, that makes sense i'm that very okay? much yeah. in between you i don't read the others to get ideas but i do read them just to see what other yeah. people have said so i guess the reason i'm talking about all this is yeah. because it's hard to to understand exactly what the person who wrote the thank you note wants to convey to you how much they want to say thank you or for what they want to say thank you or the like the genuine like is it are they just writing it because you went to their wedding and they, you're just yeah. part of the process you, or have you done something genuinely that changes their life okay right so what i've got is i'm uh, when you receive a, a thank you whatever note uh-huh. card from a load of people is um working out some text recognition and then sentiment uh analysis 
through AI or like a neural network. On the handwriting? Yeah, on the handwriting, on the content, like the word choice. Okay. Um, And it gives you essentially a score. So you receive this card, you take a photo (laughs) with your smartphone, Uh and it says, you are just part of the process. Like, you know, like like, generic, thank you. It was rushed. Yeah. No thought into the words. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bad pen. Just used a, yeah, a regular just, biro right. penmanship. Yeah. yeah, they didn't even like they didn't even use a biro that was good quality. Like it tells the quality of the biro. Is it a Bic or is it one of those cheapy ones? Mm-hmm. You know, isn't um, a Bic a cheap one, or is Bic a good one? I thought Bic was I, a good cheap one. Okay, I've, I don't think I've ever bought well, a pen. I maybe just, I just, just find them. <laughs> or if it's done in pencil or crayon. Oh, yeah. Well, that's kids, crayon's then. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Except, um, when, except, sorry, except when a child gives you, <laughs> thank you, then it's very good. Uh, and Just so, save that one. Yeah, that's <laughs> that right. Yeah, thanks, one. children. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, <Sorry>. my children. <laughs> sorry, children. Um, and so my science, this is essentially extracting the, the level of thank you from a note so that you can make sure that they really mean it. Yep. I like it. And so once you've got that information, really, that's where the science ends, but the emotion starts. Because imagine you've just done all this work for someone and you get a generic thank you card. You put mm-hmm. it through your little snapshot, AI. Yeah. They didn't really mean that. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not doing that for them again. I'm not doing that again. And that's it. And then you then go on some sort of, I don't know, punching spree what in, if the, you've, in the what, office. Okay. What, what if okay. you've done something that just deserves a thank you, but nothing great? But that's fine. But then you know that's that. That's okay. Yeah. And you just you go, leave and you, it. Yeah, because you've done a generic job. Okay. They've given you a generic thank you, and we can move on with our lives. But it's a way of actually finding out who your true bloody friends are. That's what it is. But see, that's you're, what I've done. You're quite a small, petty person. Yes. So you could do something really minor for someone, but expect a huge oh, amount of thanks. I want pouring. Of yeah. Gra- I like. So, I want just a drizzle of gratitude so, on me. So all your the time. response might be disproportionate to what you actually deserve. No. No, because I'm awesome. Well, they back me up, ish, maybe. Well, <laughs> I, I think that Chris is going on a good point. Thank in you. your in your uh, little app, who's telling you how thankful the person is? Yeah. Do you need to write in what you did? No. And then, <laughs> no. And then and then the AI can kind of say, well, that deserves a thank you level of three. Well, to be honest, look, that's a subscriber level functionality. <laughs> that's going to be five dollars a month for that one. <laughs> Um, it's a good point, but I feel like the AI should just be able to give you a completely honest review yeah. without any baggage of what you have and haven't yeah. done. Well, you know, like, you know what you what you expect. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so it all comes down to that. So uh, how thankful are they? My AI will tell you. Okay. Boom. There you go. Robots do it again. AI, not robots. And AI as well. <laughs> do you... Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Cameroon. I assume you want to go last. Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah. I will. Cameroon, off you go. <laughs> well, I don't have much experience with writing thank you notes for myself. <laughs> have you? I mean, you just spoke about receiving, receiving them. Yeah. How many thank you notes have you written recently? Oh, uh, I mean, a I, good question. I the, don't think I have. Now, this is in no in way meant to indicate anything about my place of work. But there have been a few people leaving recently. Yeah. So I, I have written a number of thank yous yeah. to but people the, as they leave. So but they're like good 
spy notes though, right? Yeah, but and you, you just write, that- thanks for being a... Yeah. a, a, a uh, at the same place to work as me. You put that through <laughs> me. You put that through my AI, and it's going to give you a bland, like run of the mill. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for existing in yeah. the same place I did. We yeah. may. Yeah. Thanks See, I, for being yeah. in the same room sometimes. Okay. I, yeah, I went to some of them, and I just wrote. I also worked at Flinders University. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I knew you. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So good point. I don't know when so, I last wrote one. So the only thank you notes I can remember are the ones I used to be forced to write after like my birthday. Like, I, and I would write, you know, like thanks, grandma, great present. Can't remember what you gave me, etc. You spoiled Thanks for the shit. lollies covered in lint. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, look, I'm old. That's what I used to get from my grandma. Anyway. But I do have quite a bit of experience of writing sorry notes. Or <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry emails mostly. Sorry, emails. brilliant. <laughs> and so I, I, I don't have know. Have you got where, like a template for it? Yes. <laughs> now I don't know where I got this from, but I got it from online somewhere. Yeah. That I follow a sorry formula. Wow, this is oh, Cameron. We are learning a lot about you tonight. <laughs> so I think, I mean, all right, this is this is stretching it out a little bit outside of thank you, but I like the idea of sorry. I like the idea of hearing Cameron after being apologize. sorry. Come on, Cameron, what are you sorry about? So, so these are like these are work almost always work things. Yeah, yeah. So my sorry formula is: you say you're sorry. Yeah. Uh, step one. You say why you're sorry. Yep. And then you say. What you will do to uh, remedy to re- the problem in the future? But See, isn't there a fourth bit great. where you describe how it really wasn't your fault? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say my template is say that it wasn't your fault. <laughs> Blame point some- out who, whose fault it was, and then say that you'll speak to them. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got uh, examples. Yeah. Not not word for word. Sorry, I missed your email. I'll check emails more regularly in the future. Okay. Yep. All right. Sorry I tipped over your beaker. (laughs) I'll be more careful with my backpack in the future. (laughs) Wait, how How did your backpack knock over a beaker? You had your backpack in the lab, didn't you? Uh, Just imagining. Why why not? (laughs) So this is to pacify the person you're saying sorry to so that they go, oh, he's a good bloke. Like he knows he's done wrong and he's trying his best to sort it out. Yeah, but it's also I'm also thinking about it. Like, so say if I forget to reply to someone, yeah. you say sorry, I didn't reply to your email, but here's my response. Like that's your typical thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say sorry, I didn't reply to your emails. You know, I'll look more often. Yeah, or I'll, I've yeah. I've I've got a problem with 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 I've got forgetting a things. <laughs> uh, I've got a problem that goes far deeper than this it. email. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my problems go beyond your um, you know calculations. Yeah. <laughs> So, if I were to write thank you notes, yeah, I would follow a thank you note formula. Oh, I see. This is where the thank you comes in. Yes. Very good. Very Come good. On. Very good. So, what would it be? This is my thank you note formula. It's so it's kind of flips, not really flip, but kind of flipped on my sorry formula. So you say thank you or thanks. Yep. You say what you're thankful for, and then you say the third thing is why what you did makes me feel thankful. Okay, very good. Wow. Very good. It it just seems like it could be really gross. Like okay. the second sentence I is like, have you got some examples? Yes. All right, I'm so, going to tell you at what point I feel gross. All right. Well, this one's for you, Andy. All right. So, uh, Chris, you might know, not know this. Andy once helped me with experiments when I was panicking in the lead up to a conference. Oh, wow. 
Uh, Did I? Yeah. Oh, so on me. Andy, thanks for doing some atomic force microscopy for me. You're welcome. It gave me results I desperately needed in a desperate time, and I would have looked foolish in front of my peers if you didn't help me. Yes. You're welcome. Yeah. That was really... I didn't feel weird at all. So I really go. liked that. That is a great formula. All right, hold on. Gibbo. Me. <laughs> now, I'm going to savor this. You know, it's my birthday next week. Last year on my birthday, Gibbo, you gave me presents. Did I? I remember? did too, didn't I? That's I'm right. lazy mentions. I mean, we've got to go yeah. to presents yeah. next week. You gave me baby oil <laughs> and two other things. I can't quite remember. Was oh. one, of them, one of them was tablets. Maybe you gave me some Panadol. I gave you some yeah. Imodium. Imodium, was it? Yeah, the yeah. next thing I had down was Barocca. Yeah, was I don't one, think it was Barocca. One was hemorrhoid cream as well, wasn't yeah. it? I can't yeah. remember now. Oh, no, one was like a perfume maybe. Bath salts or something like that. Bath yeah. salts. I think yeah. I used them. Yeah. All right. So, Gibbo, thanks for the gifts you gave me for my birthday last year. The baby oil, the bath salts, and the Imodium. They have really helped me com- recover from... Uh, sore muscles, sore stomachs, um, and you've made my skin feel really slippery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I felt a bit weird in that one. <laughs> well, maybe he shouldn't have given me baby oil. I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it. You're getting baby oil again. Just like a, an industrial container of yep, baby yep, oil. Yep. Oh, uh, Smoopy, I, I feel very good about that. Thank so you. there you go. So, so I've got Lovely. my formula for thank you notes. Well done. Now... When do you give a thank you note? Whenever you're thankful. Well, but I mean, when am I thankful? That's a you good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got my f- thank you formula. Yeah. I'm going to work out when is the best time to give thank you notes. So you've got this ever, you've got this threshold. And if someone pings up over the threshold, yes. it automatically generates this thing for you. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to work out what that threshold is. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is whenever someone does anything for me over the next six months, I'm going to write them a thank you note following my formula. And then the following day, they're going to receive a survey. (laughs) (laughs) And the survey is going to ask them to fill in. Well, I'm going to have to, if they ever fill in the survey, I'm going to have to write them a thank you note. (laughs) So the survey is answer A, B or C to the following. Cameron's thank you note made me feel... A, more likely to help Cameron in the future. B, neutral. Or C, less likely to help Cameron in the future. Okay, so you're not, you don't have any other gradations in there? <laughs> no, no other gradations. Those Good. three. So, Andy and Chris, how did Cameron's thank you note make you feel? B, uh, I, w- I would help Cameron again. Okay. I'm definitely buying you more baby oil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. And more bum cream and more Imodium and All bath right. salts. So I think that as long as I'm getting the B or A or B responses, you, you yeah. go, then I'll yeah. continue giving thank you notes because what world isn't better with more thank yous? I completely agree. It's the agree. glue that keeps civilization together. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. It no, thank is. you, Andy. No, thank you, Cameron. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> That is excellent. I love that. Are you? I can we? Tr- are you going to try this? I'd love to see this in real, like oh. in the in the world. Oh, can someone else do it? <laughs> <laughs> someone a bit happier than me. You could start something, Cameron, here that that could just roll a on. Revolution, yeah. take over a the thank world. Thank you, revolution. Change the world. Well done, Cameron. G- 
Give out. All right, look, uh, for the first time, I think, in people history, you two actually brought some stuff. Yeah. 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 Some actual you, stuff. Chris, are you all right? I'm self-actualized. Oh, when I hear good uh, things, I acknowledge this, them. Is this because you were mean to him before? It was, yeah, he feels bad. Upon your what did I call you, small and petty? See, that was just know. being I, honest. They wash over me these days. That's just being honest. So look, <laughs> I, I, I have to admit something here. I, my, my science, this is really just broadly thank yous. I didn't really, I sort of ignored the note part. So no, that's I'm just, fine. I'm just broadly sciencing thank you. That's fine. And thank you. We yous. could just, yeah, that's fine. You can just edit I'm it fine out. with that. Um, can you get your movie? Are you okay with that? He's not, but to go for it. He doesn't, he doesn't like anyone <laughs> not following the rules. His face is just shock and horror. I don't now. quite get it, but let's. All right. So well, a thank you is an acknowledgement. That someone's done you a good deed or service. Yeah. We've, we've established that. When is, and you, you will like this, Smoopy, because this is this is very important. You right. will like it. Get when, on with it. When is I'll decide how I you, feel about it. When is a thank you or an acknowledgement of, you, of someone doing something good for you the most important? The most important. Okay. It's when you're doing something that is, I think, everyone does, most people do every day, and it's probably the most dangerous thing that we all do. Giving birth. Not everyone does that every day. Driving a car. Driving a car. Oh. An acknowledgement. I I got it. Well done. It is the small kindnesses we do to to and for each other when we're driving. Yeah. That glues this society together. Yeah. You've got a lot of of societal glue tonight. I do. And I think without politeness and care and acknowledgement and thanks when driving... It all falls apart. Yeah. Because okay. it's the most dangerous thing we all do every day. Yeah. Now, I've been driving with Schmoopy before, and I, I specifically recall an incident where you were giving a bunch of us a lift, I think, to the to the highway. Oh, okay. And we went down this kind of little alleyway. I mean, Schmoopy has Adelaide in his DNA. He knows, <laughs> he all, just knows all the he shortcuts. He knows all the shortcuts. And we got to the start, and another car came up. This, this There wasn't room for two cars. We did kind of get there first, but you went to the side slightly and let that person come through. Okay. And as they were coming through, I distinctly remember Smoopy saying, I better get a I better get a wave <laughs> or a nod. Yeah. And I luckily do, at the last like second that person did. And everyone in the car was just like, relaxed. Oh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Because that is very, very important. I yeah. think that is absolutely crucial. And one thing I've noticed lately is it's breaking down. It's breaking down badly. So you're talking about the old school country wave. Well, I think there's a few different ways to acknowledge. Okay. And there's a few different things. So there are different levels of of thanks you need to give someone when they're when they're assisting you when they're driving. So okay. you might just let someone in. That might be so just that's changing lanes. Cha- well, changing lanes is hard to acknowledge, but yeah, yeah, no, you can do that. You can do that. Or you mean letting someone in where someone wants to turn left onto a road, and uh, you're say and you're- like in traffic, and you just leave enough space so they can pull out. D- exactly. Today yep. there was a line of traffic. One lane had to merge into another. A sign was up, so you've got this lane on the left having to merge right, and there are people just going straight ahead, not letting people yeah. in. They've and got you no- stopped, and I'm like. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. This is society. Yeah. So I stopped, let the person in, and I did get a backward wave. Nice. And I was nice. like, 
I feel good about that. Out the window or through the car? Uh, sort of through the back of the yeah, window. I could good. just that's see. That's nice. That's not over the top. I was yeah. looking for it, looking very carefully. So but I saw a road sign in New Zealand, which was good for those situations where you go from two lanes to one lane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a sign that said, like a zipper. Like one, one in. in, one oh, in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like take yeah. it in turns. Like everyone lets one person in and yep. then it all works out fine. Yeah. That's exactly right. And it rarely happens, unfortunately. On your Kiwis. Yeah. yeah. That's great news. So when I drove to Mawson Lakes last week, Thursday morning, it pissed down. It pelted down. And so these- Both of those mean uh, lots of rain. Yeah, lots it's and lots of rain. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No one was urinating on anyone. Um, it was heavy, heavy rain. You could barely see. And that's when people need to be at their most polite when driving mm. and their most thankful. And I, I hate to say it, it, it fell apart. It fell apart yeah. badly. I yeah. did not see much care or politeness or thanks given. Um, so what I think we need to do is we need some additional signals on the vehicle to acknowledge people when they've done something good okay. for us. So I'm thinking in the middle of the bonnet and on the back of the car, we have a robotic hand. <laughs> <laughs> A large robotic hand because when I'm acknowledging people, my hands are on the steering wheel. If it's a oh, small amount yeah. of help, they get the finger. Yeah, they you're, get one you're, finger. you're a ten and two at all time, man, yep, aren't you? Yep, um, they get the ten. finger. They get the finger. I'm, ten and two, ten and two, ten and two. A little bit of sweat. Like, they get a finger, like not not the middle finger, <laughs> the, just four, like the forefinger, just index, just, index. index finger, just the point. They see it. They know of I've, I've, I've understood. Yeah. Then you get the wave. What's that? The wave is for a, a, a higher degree of help or assistance, <laughs> so the hand would, would give a wave. Now, for an exceptional amount of help where someone's really gone in, out, of, out of their way to be polite to you in driving, the thanks you need is the thumbs up. <laughs> yep. And the robotic hand needs to give a the big thumb, thumbs up. A big thumbs up. For the front and, and the, the back as well. Oh, so the robotic knows. hand's doing all these The things. robotic hand's doing it. Because the, okay. the problem with the, the windshield, it's hard to see sometimes. Yeah. So the large robotic hand sits on the front yeah. and does this indication so, for us. And it can stay with the thumbs up for longer than you could as a driver. Exactly, exactly. If you're feeling in a really good mood, you just plow down the road with thumbs up thumbs all up. the time. Yeah. I love thumbs you all. I, I love you Everyone's I'm, just like... This you, guy yeah. loves us. This guy is being thankful to everyone. Yeah. Road thanks. Road thanks. Now I've got, uh, but but I'm also. What about the people that aren't thankful enough, or who aren't thankful at all? Yeah, well, we don't like those people on the road. I roads, think video do we? footage. I think cars need to be fitted out with with video cameras, and yeah. this needs to be recorded. Okay. And people need to be punished. So there's a name. There's so if if you, so it gets recorded, that gets put onto a public uh, forum, yeah. so everyone knows that this person didn't give you a wave. Yep. Yep. Well, I was thinking more, more. You know, let's not just assassinate their character in the public sphere. Yep. Let's let's have monetary fines. Let's have prison time. <laughs> um, we'll have a three strike rule, of yep. course. Three strike uh, but, rule, but, and then, but then it's fines and prison time. Fines and prison. Right. Okay. We have to force people. I feel like we're straying quite far away here from thanks. <laughs> so, what are they? Are they being in trouble now for not saying thank you? Uh, yes, that's right. Can they redeem right. themselves afterwards by sending a thank you note? To the person they didn't say thank you to. Only if they were to follow some sort of template. Oh, oh. <laughs> kind of like what you said, Shmuel. There we are, that's good. Or perhaps have an AI. That says this is the right amount of yeah. thanks. This yep. has been the most enmeshed science this. It has. We're, we're, that we've we're synergistic. ever come up. The synergy is incredible. 
And that is Science This from uh, from Gibber, a.k.a. Phoenix, a.k.a. Bolt Gibson. So your Science This is a big robotic hand? Uh, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could. That you, yeah. All right. Okay. That if last I had ten a, minutes, you could cut that down. <laughs> to a, a, if I had a, a, a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, <laughs> would I, could you imagine a I don't know a leather glove on the hand yeah. for, no, <laughs> for, the, be, for the more sporty cars? Yeah, it'd be just lovely painted nails, really manicured. <laughs> yeah, like lovely. I, I look. I, if if you can afford such a hand, <laughs> then I think you deserve it, and I would accept that. Very graciously. And how, how quick until these hands are hacked so they would give the rude finger or the devil horns or yeah, or, or things like this? Uh, what is So hacked means so someone, someone goes in and alters the code illegally. Yes. yes. So they can make other gestures with the hand. So it would be uh, encrypted. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, Chris. I was a dumb question. Yeah. <laughs> Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide based band Boysrom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Like our Facebook page. Join in the forum. Anybody on it? Anybody on it? Buy our mugs. And the most important thing. P-poppers is if you like what you're hearing leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast it helps get our listeners up pushes us up in ratings I don't know it helps us in so many ways yep we love it Ladies we love it uh, and also get on the forum and tell us what you like to hear because we love that as well that was um, Andy Bears on it Andy Bears on it Cameron sponsored the Wii you were just listening to Public Parish your podcast and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor Axon Instruments our preferred supplier of patch patch clamp systems mm. oh thanks when I go for patch clamp systems I go for Axon Industries instruments that's the one <laughs> alright final farewells goodbye Bulk Phoenix out oh, bye teabag bag.